You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. A podcast all about shedding limiting labels and beliefs so we can lead fulfilling, meaningful, and purposeful lives. And I believe without a doubt, we are all capable of so much more than we even imagine. So I know that our guest today is going to have so much to share with us on that topic and much more. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Her name is Christy Whitman. Christy is a transformational leader, a celebrity coach, and a law of attraction expert. She is a two-time New York best-selling author of The Art of Having It All and Taming Your Alpha Bitch, as well as the international bestseller, Quantum Success. And she has a new book, The Desire Factor, that's going to be released in just a couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about that book because it's very timely to everything that's going on right now. But Christy is no stranger to talking and sharing her story. She's been a guest on the Today Show, The Morning Show, The Hallmark Channel. She was featured in Gold Coast, People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue. And as the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, she has helped certified over 3,000 life coaches. So just take a step back and think about that. That is a lot of impact in the world, not only through her books and the work she does personally, but then through all of the coaches who are out with their ripple effect carrying that work further into the world. She is also a channel for the council, which are spiritual mentors here to spread the message of quantum energy mastery. And I'm going to ask Christy to share a little bit more about that um, because they teach classes, meditation, and provide private sessions that help clients feel more aligned with their design, divine design of well-being, abundance, success, and really loving, supportive relationship. So with all of that, Let's welcome our guest today, Christy Whitman. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much, Sarah. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, I know we had to reschedule and make some changes early in the year, and I've just kind of been going, oh, is it time yet to talk to Christy? So I was so happy when today finally rolled around, and it just feels like this conversation is perfect timing. But before we dive in, I want to ask you the question I ask all of our guests, and that is, whether there is something you do every day that keeps you focused on your vision and your goals. Yes, I meditate every day. So whether it's for five minutes or 20 minutes, you know, to really bring in the energy of what I want to experience, because a lot of times it's, it's really is about the energy and um, having the visuals, one thing, but really feeling the 
the the feeling that the vision brings. So if I'm visualizing something, what do I want that visualization to bring me? Do I want to feel successful, abundant, free? You know, what is it that I want? And that's really important. So doing that several times a day just to connect with the essence of what I want is the thing that really keeps me on track and really lets me fill up my energy container, so to speak. Did it take you a while to be able to connect the visual piece to the feeling piece, the experience piece? Um, it was something I had to le- like relearn because we all know how to do that when we're little, right? We kind of relearn it again because a lot of times we get blocked from the feelings. So for me, much like, you know, my, my generation, right? It's like I had co- connected or disconnected from feelings. And I had to, I would suppress my emotions. I wouldn't know, I even didn't even know if I was feeling them or not. And so that was something that I had to relearn. But I would say that it's just with practice doing that because the visual should, you know, naturally create an emotional reaction and the emotions feed the visual. And so the mind and the emotions are so interconnected when we're open and we're allowing ourselves to feel them. So what gets in the way of us being able to do that, Christy? Well, you know, we learn not to process our emotions. We learn that, you know, don't act like this and don't be so angry and don't cry. So we suppress them and we do everything to just not process our emotions. And I know for me, you know, from smoking cigarettes to, you know, drinking too much or, you know, shopping too much or whatever it was, drinking too much coffee, too much sugar, these are the things that we use as ways of escaping ourselves instead of just really sitting with ourselves and processing, processing our emotions because emotions, we don't have a lot of emotional intelligence as, as far as understanding what it is and how to actually process it. So once I learned how to process it, and, and it was actually my son when he was about four years old, I, I watched him and witnessed him and I was like, wow, it just is that easy. We were, we were driving away from our house and we were driving about 40 minutes outside of our house because I got from my husband for his birthday an opportunity to drive a, a, a Lamborghini and a Ferrari, right? So he got to go on a racetrack and drive around and that was like his dream. But we had to go to this racetrack that was 40 minutes away. And so all of a sudden my son is in the back seat and he's crying. And I said, honey, what's wrong? I miss my home, you know? And he just starts crying. and. If I was my mother in that moment, I would have said, she would have said to me, oh, that's ridiculous. We've only been gone a short period of time. We're going to be back later that, you know, don't cry. That's stupid. You know, she would tell, tell me all the reasons not to cry. And I just reached out to him and held his hand and let him be with his feelings. And he cried and he cried. It lasted about not even 90 seconds. And then he just took his tears away. And then all of a sudden he was like, Ooh, tree, you know, and then he was, he was all in a happy mood for the rest of the day. And that's just, I realized like, wow, you know, it's like when we just allow ourselves to have the emotions that we're having, whether it's sadness or anger or frustration or no, what, whatever it is, we feel it, we process it. We don't attach any story to it or that, that emotion is right or wrong. He felt it, expressed it. And then he was fine. And I had to relearn how to do that. So now if I feel anger or if someone insults me and I feel hurt or, you know, I'm mourning something, I just let myself feel the feelings move through me. Don't try to, you know, oh, this is wrong or this is stupid or, you know, I'm not okay or I'll give you something to cry about or, you know, any of that stuff. I just let myself feel the emotions and then it's gone. 
Because when we're suppressing the lower level emotions, we also suppress the higher level emotions. We can't compartmentalize it, like only allow myself to feel the joy and not the sorrow. It doesn't work that way. Oh, it's that whole human being piece, right? We yes. don't get to compartmentalize. What we cut out in one place gets um, hampered, cut out, or something else somewhere else. Very well said. Yes, exactly. Wow. What the great thing your son gave you. That's such a great yeah. story, Christy. Well, and you know, I think about it too. He wasn't running, as, you know, that internal dialogue, like, oh, I can't believe I'm crying. I, I know we're, we're coming home. I just can't believe I'm doing that. What this wrong with me, right? He didn't do any of that. He didn't have any of that. How great. <laughs> How great is that? So tell me, what is a transformational leader, spiritual mentor? What's that mean? Well, the two, two, I mean, they're similar, but then they're two different things too. So a transformational leader is someone that helps lead someone in transformation. And that's what I do through my books, through the coaching, through channeling, through healing. When someone can, and you're a transformational leader too, when you're coaching someone and you help them shift a perspective from lack to abundance and you have them moving in a different direction where they're leaving the past behind, they're leaving their imprints behind their old stories or old perspectives. And now they get a new perspective and now they can create what they want. You're, you're leading them in transformation. So, so transformational leader, a spiritual mentor. That's what I like to call the council. They are there to help guide from a very different vantage point. Us human beings that are here in, you know, very polarity land and in the place of where, you know, we, we are having a human experience and all the human-y things like emotions. And they are there to help guide us to understand how to navigate this thing called being a human being in a more elegant, more easy way, like managing our energy and our emotions. So who is the council or what? I mean, you said they're there to help us, but um, talk a little bit more about the council. Okay, so you've heard about people that channel, right? Yep. And, and so that's what they are channel. I, I channel the council. And you even hear myself say it still sounds really weird because it's been several years now, but it still sounds wackadoo and, and it's so funny. But um, all of my teachers have always been channelers. And so here now, you know, it doesn't surprise me that now I'm a channeler, but um, all of my books have been channeled. You know, I've been channeling for 20 years in some way, shape or form. But the council came through me in September 2018 and they literally, it's like my consciousness goes out, their consciousness comes in. They're a collection of energetic beings from a, a, just a place of like higher awareness, higher vibration. And when they come in and through, they have a very different perspective and they have teachings on how do we navigate our emotions and how do we navigate our mental stuff and, you know, and how do we re release imprints and traumas and really release the old energy to bring in the new energy. So how were you intentionally seeking the counsel or did that happen as you were doing meditation or working on your personal growth in your own way? How did that connection come together for you? Well, I did a whole video on it because it was pretty wild. I mean, every, you know, when I, when my first book came through 20 years ago, I just let it came through as like a voice. So I heard it in an auditory type of way, but then it also came through my, on my hand. I picked up a pen and, you know, started writing. And so that was like automatic writing. I mean, my hand was just completely not my own at that point. 
And so I just kept leaning into that. And then each time I was growing and just expanding, all of a sudden I'd be doing a coaching call and I could hear things like, tell this person this. And I'd be like, that's not coming from me. I don't know where that's coming, but I need to tell you this. And I would trust that voice. I would trust those instincts that I was getting. I would trust that information. And it always 100% turned out to be true. I had this one time, the first time it, it freaked me out because I, I, I was coaching a client and they said, tell her to go to a physician, which I usually don't tell people to go to a physician. Tell, tell her to go to a physician and check her hips. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking in my head, I can't tell her. That's a random thing to say to someone. But it was so clear and they kept persisting. Tell her she needs to go get her hips checked. So I said, I go, okay. Barbara, this mouse sounds so weird, but I'm getting this just download for, for you to go and get your hips checked. And she's like, why? I, there's nothing going on with my hips. And I'm like, don't kill the messenger. This is what they're telling me. She went to the doctor, got her hips checked. She had cancer in her hips and didn't even know it. And it was in the early stages. They caught it and was totally fine. Wow. So after that, I started to listen a little bit more. <laughs> So you didn't have to be told more than once, right? It's like, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't I trusted keep it. Telling me. And then, and then it got to a place where all of a sudden I'd be with a client and I would be, these are back in the day, right? Of just, it wasn't Zoom or Skype even, it was phone calls. And so I would be on a call with someone and all of a sudden my hands would go up and I'm like, like trying to put my hands down. I'm like, this is weird. Like they're not my hands right now. And then the person on the other phone couldn't see me in Seattle. I'm in Montreal. She's like, did you just put your hands around my neck? I'm like, you feel that? And she goes, yeah, I'm having a neck ache. And she goes, you, I just feel like this pressure around my neck now. And, and then all of a sudden my hands became like fireballs where I'm like, my hands are on fire. Like I could feel the heat on my hands. And she's like, yeah, I could feel that. And then it would release whatever energy that she was feeling and her neck got better. So I just kept leaning into that going, okay, I don't have a choice here. I mean, they're up. I can't put my hands down. So go do what you got to do through me. And I just kept saying, okay, I'm just show up in service. Do what you need to do through me. And then it became, I started getting these assignments of, you know, do this, go there. This one time I had to pull off the freeway because I had this vision of like this council of beings. And I, and I was just getting this. And then I heard the voice say, you need to create sacred circle of light where people come this time. It's on zoom. I've been doing zoom for years. Come on. They come on zoom every week. You know, life happens. They get their energy cleared. Things that happen, they get in a fight with their husband. They clear that, you know, stuff from trauma in the past. They, they have a block, you know, you just help them heal that. Okay. So I did that. I had six women sign up right away and I was one particular day. It's actually September 17th, 2018. I'll never forget the day because that's my youngest son's birthday. The one I was telling you about. Um, the last lady of the day was going and all of a sudden it was, I felt like, like, you know, when you have lots of people talking at once, I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, when my kids both talk to me at the same time, my husband's calling me. I'm like, I can't hear anybody right now. That's how I was. And my consciousness, I could have swore that my body flung over the chair and I could hear what was going on, but I knew it wasn't me. And that was the first time they came through and what the wisdom and the information that came through, I'm like, kind of like over here listening to it going, Oh my gosh. And then they left and there I was. And I could have sworn that if I saw the video, my body would be flung over and I was straight 
I had a different cadence in my voice. I had a like a different tonality, almost like an accent. It was wild. And I've been, I just pivoted my whole entire business. I don't coach anymore. I channel the council. So let's talk about that. When you first started your business, well, I think first of all, pivoting is a big deal, right? So because we can start out with an idea that something is one way and we could be getting all kinds of signals that it really maybe shouldn't be that way anymore. Things have changed. So when you say, so I just pivoted everything, um, did you just, like, what did you start out wanting to do and then how it does it look today? Like you said, you don't do your coaching anymore. You do the, you channel the council. So where, what were you doing when you started out and what's it look like today for you? So when I first started my business, I mean, when I left corporate America, cause I was, I've been coaching for 20 years and I was doing that at night on weekends while I did my day job. And 15 years ago, I went full time into my coaching and it was all about coaching, teaching people, educating people and coaching them on the universal laws on the seven essential laws, including law of attraction. And that's what I did. And the, and I created courses way back when, before there was all these online courses, I think I had one of the first online courses online where people would come and again, it was always on the telephone, you know, it was like a teleconference um, and uh, we would have the recordings and they would be uploaded, you know, to them and stuff. And they would have a workbook and I would teach classes. And that's how I envisioned and that's what I, how I was running my business. And it started doing really, really well. And then one of the big pivots came while I was doing that. I was also speaking in um, high schools and colleges on suicide prevention because my sister had committed suicide. And so I wanted to share and talk about, I actually, I was told by a marketing guru because I didn't want to talk about that at all. I wanted to talk about empowerment. I wanted to talk about law of attraction. And he was like, no, colleges and high schools need people talking on suicide prevention. You've got a story. You know, all you have to do is write a book about it. So I wrote another book about it on how to know if your friends are suicidal and what to do about it. And so every time I would go into these colleges, people would come up to me and like, oh my God, I was suicidal. Thank you. And I was like, whoa, that just saved a life, right? It was like, that was really rewarding. But the whole entire speech, I was just like, I hate this. I hate telling my sister's story. This is just like having to go through this every single time. So I found myself putting in law of attraction, right? So like uh, talk about suicide, all that kind of stuff, and then helping them pivot and feel more inspired through law of attraction. It was through that part of the speech that I would come alive. And I'm like, that's what I'm passionate about. I'm not passionate about suicide prevention. Even though it's helping people and that feels good, there's other ways to help people. So I made this decision, pivot number one, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going full-timing law of attraction and was loving doing that. And it was around that time where another pivot came because I literally like, you know, when the universe has like a surround sound effect, it's like you get it from all, you, you can't not hear, right? It's like, okay, I get it. You know, I, I literally within four days of each other, I had one woman, I'll never forget on a Monday, her name was Vanessa and she was very like, you know, super alpha. And she's like, Christy, I want you to certify me to do what you do. And I'm like, Vanessa, I don't do that. And she, and I said, well, I can send you where I got certified. She's like, no, you have to certify me. You do it different. There's no other coach like you that does it with law of attraction like this. I want you to certify. I want to do exactly what you do. And I'm like, I don't, this is on a Monday. 
I don't have a law of attraction certification program. When you do, I'm going to sign up for it. Okay, great. The next two nights on Tuesday and Wednesday, I had this workshop on abundance that I was doing in a yoga studio in, Mon in Montreal. And so the, the second night at the end, some guy comes up to me and he goes, I just figured out I had this big epiphany. I want to do what you do. Can you train me to do what you do? And I said, well, I don't do that. You know, I could tell you where I went. And he's like, you really should, you should train people because there's more people that need to be doing what you're doing. And I'm like, all right, that's the second night in a row. This is the second time. So the second part of the workshop, a woman comes up to me immediately. She's all excited. She goes, I have to talk to you. I had just this awakening in the middle of the night. And she goes, I have to tell you, she goes, I want you to train and certify me to do what you do. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is like, okay, universe, I'm listening, right? So Thursday morning, I sit down with my pen and my paper and I'm like, okay, if you're wanting me to do this, go on this path of training people to do what I do, what would they need to know? And pen to paper. I just was writing. My hand was exhausted for two hours. The curriculum, the modules, the classes, the, the way to market it. I mean, everything just downloaded. And I, I got done and I pushed it back and I started reading what I wrote. I was like, this is incredible. Oh my gosh, right? This is amazing. And so I was like, that's the certification. So I started just thinking about it. And I started thinking about people I could connect with that I know that are in the law of attraction space and who might be willing to market it. And, you know, even the cost of it, like all of it just went, here it is. And the very next day, so it was Thursday, that was the downpour day on Friday morning, I was coaching a client says, Oh my God, I had this total epiphany, like same wording and everything. I want, I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to do what you do. Will you coach me? Will you certify me? Will you train me? And I said, well, I'm thinking, I'm, I think what's being created right now is a certification program for law of attraction coaches. I'll be the first person to sign up. And so I launched it and she was, and you know, I, that was when the quantum success coaching Academy was born where I certified over 3000 coaches. And that was a big pivot because now it was like I was getting known to be the coach's coach and sort, you know, educating people on what is coaching and making it more mainstream and, and helping people get certified. And so that was a huge pivot, right? So I went down that way for a while. And then all of a sudden the coaching starts, a lot of other coaching certifications were popping up and I wasn't filling up as many classes. I didn't have much passion for doing it. It had been 12 years that I was doing it. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I've done this over and over again. And, um, and that's when the that's when the council came in. Let me ask you something that as you're telling that story, first of all, I love your willingness to pivot, even if it took you four days, come on now. <laughs> that is not a long time to have to get the same message over and over. And thank goodness you were listening because yeah. my experience has been when I ignore it, the messages get louder. louder. And sometimes when they really get your attention, it's not nice, right? It's like, <laughs> hello. So um, like, oh, so you don't want to take care of your health? Well, here, we'll give you something to focus on then. Right. Um, but anyway, you talked and mentioned passion more than once in that, like, I wasn't feeling the passion. I wasn't feeling that. So how much does how you feel about something, like that? what lights you up? thinking about your suicide presentations versus your law of attraction, the coaching, all of that. How much is that a guidepost 
to knowing where you should or we should or I should, whomever, um, where we should be playing to who we are. It's it's huge. I mean, because feeling good, you know, the the good feelings, and and I'll call it passion, right? That feeling of being passionate about something, loving something as I'm doing it, is everything. That's the guide. That's the flow of energy. Because the way most people do is all effort out, you know, and it's like you would get out ahead of the energy, and we're trying to do it all by ourselves. Versus having the energy flow and we get to flow with the energy, kind of like surfing the wave, you know, in the ocean. And when I'm passionate about something, when that passion is there and the, and if it feels like that's the, that's the path I'm on for the time being, it might pivot, it might twist, it might turn, I might go left, you know, but when I'm on it, it feels really good. I'm lit up about it. I'm excited about it. And you know, that, that's the whole premise with the desire factor, which is the new, my new book that's out is, is that, you know, we have these desires that get imprinted. And as long as we're following the energy of that desire and we feel passionate about it and we feel excited about it, it lights us up, then that's a good indication we're on the right path. But if we feel negative emotions, there's a couple of things, maybe either it's not the right path for us or there's too many blockages that we need to let go of and get back into alignment, or there's some stuff to clean up. So let's talk about your book in more specifics, okay? Because okay. first of all, congratulations. It's very close to coming out. I double checked to make sure before we got on this, I thought, well, maybe it's out and she'll have it on our website, but not yet. So, um, <laughs> But you can pre-order it and there's lots of fun bonuses. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell us about the pre-order, but then let's talk about the book itself, kind of what you wanted to do by writing it. Let's Let's get into the weeds on the desire factor a bit, if you will. Absolutely. I'd love to. So, so it was interesting because the, all my books download through me. It's not like I go, Hmm, today I'd like to write a book about whatever, right? It's like, it's, it literally is the idea comes and I was on a, a cruise ship and a lot of my books, my last book, Quantum Success, I was on a cruise ship, likes to download the, the art of having it all. I just got off a of cruise ship. So there's something about cruise ships. I better go on another cruise ship. If I want Water. To or Yeah. Yes, I'm a big water girl. But so um it was really interesting because I had just come back from a day of being in Venice and I had gifted my mom and my dad and my boys, my two boys and my husband, this trip to the Mediterranean. And one of the places that we went to was Venice. And we had this beautiful day in the morning. I spent with the kids and my parents and my husband. We were sitting there in St. Marco's Square and it was my dad's birthday. And there was a band there that sang happy birthday to him in Italian. And we were eating croissants and drinking cappuccino. And it was just a, a lovely morning. And then they went on the ship and my husband and I did what I sought out to do when I went back because this is my second visit to Venice. And I talk about this in the book that I wanted to go into any store in Venice and buy whatever purse I wanted because years prior to that, I had just started my business. My husband was not my husband at the time. He was my boyfriend. And we went on a two week trip with my parents and we went into Venice and we stayed there for three days. And I thought I had died and gone to heaven because I love fashion. And so here I am, Dior and Versace and Fendi and Valentino and Chanel. And I mean, Louis Vuitton. I mean, the list went on and on. 
of designers. And I was like a hummingbird going like in each different store. My husband was freaking out a bit because he's like, if you like this kind of stuff, I can't afford you. (laughs) He's my boyfriend at the time. And I said, you don't need to afford me. As a matter of fact, right now, it doesn't make any sense for me to buy a purse or anything else from these stores because I just started my business. It doesn't make any sense. I don't have the kind of money right now. Everything I've got is going into my business, right? But, and I vowed, someday we're going to come back here and I'm going to go in any of those stores and I'm going to pick myself up a handbag. And that's going to be a symbol of my success. And I said, so you don't have to worry about affording me. I'll afford myself, right? And so here we were several years later, had created a lot of success, a lot of financial success, was able to gift my parents and my kids and my husband on this trip. My husband and I just had this beautiful day. We went into Dolce Gabbana. I found the perfect little purse. And I was like, that's the one. And we sat down for a beautiful pasta lunch and, you know, we're having some vino and having great conversation. And I'm just in this really great place. We get back on the ship. I'm looking at this bag and the voice comes in. How shallow, how materialistic. And I went, what? (laughs) Wait a minute. This is a symbol of my success. This is a symbol of what I vowed to myself all those years ago. Like, look who I became. And that's when the book, it was like, book, because there's so many people that go after their desires or want a desire and then say, well, that's shallow or that's not, that that's materialistic or that's, you know, that's wrong to want that. When in reality, everything is energy and every form, whether it's a sum of money or a purse or a house or a car or a baby or a relationship or a business or anything that we manifest in this physical world is energy. And what is energy? It's the divine. So everything here in, including us as a physical being is both energy and matter. And so everything that's energy is spiritual. So isn't the, the experience of getting that purse a spiritual experience? It was for me, right? Well, how funny that the voice was that almost the same as an inner critic voice, right? Yeah. Instead of being your spiritual, like, okay, here's the message. It's like, here's that little wah, wah, wah voice, right? That says, don't get too big for your britches. Who do you think you are? How shallow, right? Right. So, (laughs) Yeah. And it's all, it's all the stuff that we're conditioned with. Cause as I really followed back that voice of how shallow, it was my big sister because I used to be like as a little girl, when we would get dressed up for Easter, I'd have the little dress with the little hat and then I have the cute little purse and the cute little matching shoes, you know, and I think I'm all cute at three or four years old, right? I'm just shallow as a little girl. I just like to dress up, right? And she's like, you're so shallow. And I remember her telling me that, you know, it's like, why? Because I look to, I like to look nice. You know, and so that, that was like the, the big sister imprinting me into, you can't like nice things because that means you're shallow. And that's where this voice came in and went, uh, uh, everything here, you know, everything here is divinely guided, right? Unless it's imprinted into lack and limitation. So, wow. So talk. Okay. So when you set out to write the desire factor, that was another download. Yes. Oh, yeah. So this this was the first book that channeled through me, but with the council. 
And so this is the first, this is the first book that I know where the channel came from, right? Like who I was channeling and what I was channeling. And, uh, so it's, it's very special because it's, it's kind of like a, uh, it, it's a, it's a manifestation of both the council and myself. And, and it's really, it's really near to my heart. And it's, it's important conversation because it really busts the myth of, a lot of what we were raised with, you know, it's it, like the council used this analogy the other day and I thought it was brilliant. Years and years ago, people used to listen to music on a record player, right? And then at some point it moved to eight tracks, right? And then it went into cassettes and then it went into CDs. And now people, most people download their music, right? So it's like this evolution, but the same old religions stay the same and still say the same things and have not evolved or moved. Like it hasn't moved. It hasn't evolved. And so that image of what, what I knew God to be was that old, it's kind of like Santa Claus sitting on a, on a, on a cloud, judging me for the good and the bad that I'm doing, right? To decide, am I going to heaven or am I going to hell? And I figured I messed up so many times. I might as well just throw it all the wind and I'm just going to go to hell and just be a bad girl. Because I'm already going to hell. I've already been, I'm not on the not, the nice list. I'm on the naughty list, right? And so it was a condemning God. It was someone outside of me. And in my spiritual, you know, evolution and, and all that I've learned, it's like, wait, no. The very breath that's breathing me, the one that's beating my heart is the divine. I'm not saying I'm God, but I'm a ray of God. Like you are, like everybody is. Like the sun has its rays. We're not the sun, we're the rays. We're not the whole ocean, but we're the wave. And so that part of me, that's life, that's in me. I don't, I mean, when was the last time you had to beat your own heart? Yeah, thank goodness, no. Have not ever had to do that. Right. right. Well, that that's done for us all the time. And that's life doing it for us, right? So it's like that life's in me. That life is my life partner. And so the the God that I've come to know, the divine that I've come to know, if it shows me a beautiful shiny apple it wants me to eat it i don't buy the story of eve saw an apple in a tree with a snake the last time i checked snakes don't talk and so why would the divine show an apple and say you can't eat that it's like that old saying have your cake and eat it too well yeah if there's cake i want to eat it what's the point of the cake if you can't eat it oh that's a good one so <laughs> describe the book like, how is it laid out? Who is it intended for? Um, is it, an, is it to be read to be enjoyed or is it a workbook? Just describe the experience of being with you in the book with the camera. Oh, that's such a good question. So good, such good questions. Um, here's the way I could best describe it. It's like an owner's manual for a human being. Um, I had a woman that interviewed me, uh, the other day and she goes, I've read every book on manifestation. And she said, and I've even taught manifestation classes. And she goes, and the desire factor takes all of that to a whole new level. And the reason it does is because people have learned different pieces of the manifestation puzzle, but they don't know the order to put it in. And the desire factor is like having a padlock where if you don't, if you don't get the, the, the steps in the right order, it doesn't open. And so that's why the desire factor is in the exact steps that we need to do. And they don't take long. You know, it's not like, you know, oh, there's, you know, weeks and months between each step. I mean, they take moments when you start, when you learn the process. And so it's for anybody that really wants to just live their best life because the desire factor 
is not necessarily about the end desire and getting the stuff, although that's cool for the personality to have. It's who we become in the process. And it's understanding who we are as a physical human being, but also as energy and, and mastering our own energy. And so it really is, it, it is a guidebook because at the end, there are, you know, really powerful questions to help you go inside. And then there's also meditations. But here's the thing that I did. Um, when you buy the book and you go to the desirefactor.com, you immediately get three processes that help you get into that energy right away from the council. You also get live coaching free from them as a, it's a, again, this bundles like $900 for a $15 book, $1499 book. Um, it's a, it's a $700 coaching program that you get for free that takes through each and every principle in the book. But I've also recorded the meditations because I don't know about you, but how many times have you read a book and there's like a meditation or like a, you know, process at the end of the book and you're trying to take yourself through it by reading going, okay, gently close your eyes. Well, then how am I supposed to keep reading if I'm gently closing my eyes? <laughs> no kidding. Right? And then, and so I'm going, gently close my, take several deep breaths. Okay, so I got to close my eyes. And now what comes next? Okay, so I recorded the processes that are in the book so that someone can just read the book and go, okay, now's the time for the chapter one process. Let me just receive it so I don't have to try to read it and do it at the same time. I mean, think about it, Sarah. How many times have you tried to coach yourself and then be the client at the same time? It's so much no easier to do. have a coach. <laughs> no, can't do that. No, in fact, I was talking to my business manager a week and a half ago, and she and I were talking. And I said, oh, my gosh, I need me. And she started laughing. She goes, well, you know what to ask. I said, you can't ask yourself. You need, no, you're in it. You can't own it when you're in it. You need yeah. to step back. So I love that analogy. Um, but also, it's true. Whenever I read that, close your eyes, I'm thinking, uh-huh. <laughs> you know I am reading a book, right? Unless it's on Audible, when I can right. say, pause here, and we're going to go into this. That's a whole other gig, right? Right, yeah. But close yeah. your eyes. Okay. Yeah, close your eyes and now but take deep breaths, but I can't read. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I wanted to make it user-friendly because it is a book that, you know, you're not going to read it front to back in one sitting because it's deep. Every single page, every single word is infused with the council's energy. So even just having the book, I mean, you can see the cover of the book. It's like just the energy of it. It's just so, it's just infused with energy. It's so beautiful just to even hold it, right? And it's one of those things that you read a sentence or two and you're like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta think about that. It, it really will allow you to take something to think about and then meditate on it. It's a, it's an activator. Oh, that's a great word, an activator. So yeah. when people come to you now um, to work with you in the council, what is that process like, Christy? Well, rarely I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with them, but when I do, I would go get the council, and the council would come in and, and help them remove energy blocks. It's it, They don't just share information. Okay. It's when, when you're with them, the energy, just by being in their energy, you resonate higher. It's just how energy works, right? You're with people that have low energy, your energy drops. With people that have higher energy, right? Well, they're not people. They're, it's, they, tr they transmit through a people. So their energy is much higher than mine. So if you think that I have a lot of energy and high energy, wait till you meet the council. Their energy is like, whew, I mean, you feel them. 
the wisdom that comes through is a whole nother level. And then on top of that, they see us holographically. So they can, it, it's actually, um, quite remarkable. It, they'll work with someone in a group setting. We have a class called quantum energy mastery. That was another huge, here you go, download. Here's the modules. Here's the classes. Here's how it's structured. Here's the, I mean, it was all given to me. Um, but they'll work with someone. They'll see someone's hologram and go, okay, you've got a block around your heart center. What happened? Something happened. You were four years, four years old. I don't need to know what it is. They don't want to know the story. They don't want the person to go into the story. They're like, there's a block here. Let's process it. And every single time I had one woman say to me, I've never shared this with anybody. There's no way for them to even know this, but that's when I was sexually abused. She didn't, she didn't share that with anybody ever in her whole entire life. And they saw the moment and the exact time it happened and helped her release that block. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm now free of something I've literally had for 60 years of my life. Other, other people, they'll go in and it's like, you know, when you were about five and a half years old, like that's when my parents got a divorce, right? Or when you were seven, it's like, oh, that's when I moved from the town that I loved to this other place that I didn't. You know, it's like they, they see holographically when a person had an energetic imprint, unlike my son who cried and let it go, they held it in or they were told, don't cry or don't be angry or, you know, Children are not, are not supposed to talk about this or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, right? If you, if you talk about this, you'll get in big trouble. So they shut down. Can you imagine a little girl sexually abused at four years old, never to utter those words to anybody ever before, not even a therapist and holding on to that. And they were able to go in there and go, let's bust this. Let's get it out of there. So it's, it's beyond a gift. It's, it's just, they, they are remarkable. So we do meditation series together. We do quantum energy mastery together. We do healing events together. Um, and we do, of course, the sacred circle of light where all of this juicy, you know, beautiful, juicy stuff, uh, happened in the first place. <laughs> so there are many, many ways people can benefit from you beyond. I mean, the book obviously is a clear pathway. Yeah. Um, your other books, um, as well as these other venues. So. Someone listening to this today, Christy, what is the best way for them to learn more about you and connect with you? I'd say go to the desirefactor.com, you know, get the, get the book. It's $14.99 and includes shipping and handling in the States. Um, it, you know, if you're beyond the States and you have to pay shipping, but, um, you go there and you get all these bonuses. I mean, it's like, like the council has showed me, it's like, this is a portal. It's a book, but it's a portal for, for really expansion and growth and, really returning us to back to who we're designed to be. We're not here to struggle and suffer and be, you know, mired in the contrast and, and the suffer, like the, the separation and the lack and the drama and the chaos. That stuff exists, but it needs to be just something that we notice and go, Oh, okay. Let me pivot off of that so I can live my best life and move more into the abundance and what I'm passionate about and flow my desires and, you know, have the things and be the thing and, and experience the things that I want to. We're here to thrive and to feel good. And so this is a portal to help us all do this. Well, I want to thank you for writing it. I am really interested in reading it. So I'm glad to know that I don't have to wait. Um, I can wait, but I don't have to wait. And I'm going to encourage folks to um, do it. I want to give you one reflection as you were holding the book and describing the book. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't see Christy. But when she was holding the book, 
there was like just this beaming, beaming energy around the book. And I'm thinking, I bet just having the book is um, an energy elevator as well. It so, is. It is. Yeah. It's clear. I mean, you just kind of went. <sighs> so, so fun. So very fun. So, Christy, thanks again. I hope you will consider coming back and being another guest or being the same guest at another time in the future. <laughs> well, I actually could bring in the council, and that would be like having a whole new guest. You know, so I that would, would love be, to do that. Let's talk about that because that would be super interesting. And I just think it's the right thing to be doing right now. For whatever reason, it just feels right. Yeah. It is. It's just, I, I feel so blessed. Honestly, I just feel so grateful and blessed. So thank you so much for Sarah for having me on the show. It's, it really is my pleasure. Thanks, Christy. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.